my fellow surgeons of cinema. Uh, Owen Wilson's nose. Uh, uh, I am the crocodile variant of Loki. I don't, I still, I still don't like doing these. <laughs> <laughs> the crocodile Loki. And uh, we, we're, we have a guest with us today. Uh, Wes, some, we, we lost him somehow between uh, last night him. and this God, morning. God bless but him. But luckily we have a, a pal of mine. I took him to in. the fair. I took him to the fair and I had his hand in mine and I kept saying, son, <laughs> don't let go. All right. <laughs> Like towering above him, and eventually I looked back and just—he was, was gone. gone. Yeah, like the like the morning mist. But yeah, we have uh, my good friend uh, Ralph Irizari on the show. What's up, Ralph? What's up? I'm uh, I'm Sylvie's knife. <laughs> yeah, better than mine. Here you are. Uh, I I started the I started the multiverse. Um, <laughs> but thank thank y'all for having me. I'm a fan of y'all podcast. I'm I'm hey. a fan of your segments. Hey. You guys have some great opinions, and oh, thank you I can't much. wait to chop it up with y'all. Thank you, man. Yes, and and I'll get the plug in now because I definitely will forget if I wait. Uh, you can find Ralph on Instagram at g a z z a n d m f d o o m. That's Jazz and M F Doom, where he does daily movie reviews. Oh shit! Great, uh, great handle. I'll get on that. Yes. To the detriment of my mental health. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, so all, and also, and also, my my regular name is Ralphie Rosari. If anybody cares, but yeah. Of course, man. Good to have you here. So y'all know how it works. Uh, this is this is uh, the show where we we talk about movies and we make fun of them a little. But today we're actually talking about a series, Marvel's Loki, which just finished its uh, season one run last yeah. week, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're going to be breaking that down in the second segment. That'll be our only review for today. But before the reviews, we have the news. So what have we brought to talk about today, gents? I'll go to you first, Dan. Uh, there used to be this really charming uh, kid show, like in the in the sixties, I believe, called uh, the Monsters. Mm-hmm. It was kind of riding the coattails of the Adams family. They had a, a dad who was Frankenstein and a mom who was like a vampire thing, and it was it was like a kitschy little like um, you know family show that taught like uh, morals and, and life lessons and things like that. Um, flash okay. forward fifty years later. Rob Zombie is, is making movies where heads get caved in and <laughs> the embodied head of Hitler is going down on his wife. And uh, Good God. <laughs> and there's carnival cannibals who ensnare uh, tourists and shit. And um, they decided that he would be the right man to read. <laughs> Absolutely. Apparently, Rob Zombie is very uh, passionate about the monsters. He always has been. Great. But the last time Rob Zombie was really passionate about something and they allowed him to touch it. Um, <laughs> he turned Michael Myers into a redneck who was evil because his mom was a hooker and his dad yeah. was great. Uh, and he kind of, he, you know, obviously made those heavy metal Halloween movies that some people like, and I absolutely abhor. So, <laughs> um, it's interesting. I, I, I don't know what a kid's series would look like from him i think this is actually a movie uh it's very jarring to me it's a, it's mm. a very jarring development yeah. we've talked a lot on the show about um the sort of uh the resurgence of that whole 80s fad with like stranger mm-hmm. things and you know kind of seeing a return to form with that um ralph you seem yeah. pretty excited about 
uh danny talking about this <laughs> yeah because i because i'm a huge rob zombie fan <laughs> ah. <laughs> you seen all his movies? Uh, yeah. yeah a friend of mine uh me and a friend of mine over um quarantine like like while it was winding down uh we went through like every movie of his that i haven't hadn't seen like post his halloween 2 mm. and he makes these for like no money and just yeah. gets his friends to be in, in his backyard he's very much the guillermo del toro you don't want to hang out with but <laughs> yeah i was excited because like when i first saw the news i knew that he was passionate about that for a long time like mm. I, I i watch a lot of his interviews like just to like get like his uh he's a great interviewer his yeah, yeah 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 like 70s yeah. new york and shit that's he's all hilarious he's, he's hilarious I, I actually like White Zombie. I think that band is is great. Living Dead Girl is a great song. I just yeah. cannot get into his fucking movies. <laughs> Devil's Rejects is average. Yeah, average to pretty good, and everything else I can't stand. I'm not well. I'm not giving him tens across the board. I like shitty yeah. movies. So like that's like <laughs> like, that's just, like that's just my thing. But um, but like yeah, I like he 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 apparently was chasing this project for a long time, and yeah. like the, of of course like like you said, everybody was like why but like mm. like like we're not like that's weird but like i don't know i like i i i'm i'm personally excited to see what he does with it because at this point movies are like like fly by night whatever it's rare that you get yeah. like a it's rare that you get one that you're like like what is that like i like like i want to see that just to yeah. see what yeah the, the the intrigue of it is definitely something that like i think you, I you're right I like, didn't even like the monsters as a show like i didn't yeah. i didn't yeah. i didn't like that type of I, I didn't like the adams family either i was just like oh they're goth but it's funny like i don't really i don't i don't yeah. care but like <laughs> until until the movies but like because they everything like, yeah everything that gets announced these days in a way you're almost expecting you know what i mean it's either a reboot or a remake or something so yeah. like or it's like a new temple but this idea of rob zombie of all people wanting to redo the monsters is God like so wacko that you almost have to see while it. we're on this subject I, I was reading an interview with him a couple days ago where he was talking about like the five worst movies he's ever seen or something and he, he listed that Gus Van Sant remake of a Psycho. Psycho. Where for for those of you who don't know, it's shot, shot for shot. shot. It's the exact same movie with mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn. With Vince oh, Vaughn, yeah. and, it's, and it's got color and stuff. And he says in the interview to take a perfect movie made by a genius and and ruin it essentially is what he's mm-hmm. saying. It's insane to me. And I'm sitting there like, bitch, you did that with <laughs> yeah. you yeah. did that. No self awareness. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Um, Zach, let's go to you next. What's up with Dune? Yes. Uh, so the a new Dune trailer just came out. I believe it's the uh, first official trailer. The other one that came out was a teaser. Um, you know, it's been pushed back. I am very interested in it because I love the director. Danny, remind me of his name from Blade Runner 2049. Danny, oh, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yes, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I've never act. I've avoided saying his name because I know I'll mispronounce it. <laughs> um, so I, I really love that director. I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine and um, like Prisoners and other stuff that he's done. But anyway, I'm very interested in it. I think it has a really cool cast. It, it also mm. looks very boring in terms of the dialogue, and I think that might be the culture with Dune. You know, it's like these really elevated characters. Um, Zach, are you reading the book right now? Did I am. Right? I just started the book, and so, but that's what I was going to say is, it, I was surprised when I started reading the book how much life these characters have. They actually have big personalities, mm. uh, you know. And in the trailer, you get Timothy Chalamet being like, 
dad, what if I'm not the future of House Atreides? And then in turn, Oscar Isaac, who <laughs> is a charismatic actor, is like, you'll still be the only thing I ever needed you to be. You know, it's just, you're getting these really, like, <laughs> understated performances, uh, which I'm sure is, you know, intentional. Yeah. There's a lot going on. At the same time, you know, you have these incredible visuals, so I'm wondering how it's going to hold up. You know, I know this movie's going to look amazing, uh, but at the same time, is, is it just going to bore the shit out of most people? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I guess we'll see. I'm watching it right now yeah. on silent, Zach. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at the full thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, no one can ever take away Denis's eye for visuals. The guy is like, I mean, this is- this, his... Is this Roger Deakins on this? Yes, I think so. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and their 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 collaborative uh, energy is all over this. Mm-hmm. Um, it also definitely do- and like we've talked about this on the show before. Dune's influence on Star Wars a lot is mm-hmm. is yeah. not known by a lot of people. This one hundred percent looks like these new Star Wars movies. Too. How much right. do you guys know about the the cinematic legacy of Dune? Because I've never actually read the Herbert novel, but I know a lot about the. The, the cinematic legacy. I was watching um Ralph, you might be familiar with this. Uh do you know about Jodorowsky's Dune? The, uh, the one that the one I was just I before you got on, I was just telling Zach that was the one right where they where they, they turned the script in and they were like, Yeah, this is gonna be ten to twelve hours long. And they it's, were like, it, no. it goes even further than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I, be, like I watched it was yeah. gonna be twenty hours long. Salvador Dali, the surrealist mm, was gonna be in it, Orson Welles. He wanted a hundred million dollars per minute, oh. and Jodorowsky fucking agreed. <laughs> Jodorowsky said, "Sure, we'll give you that." Movie, and, um, movies in the seventies. Uh, Orson Welles, yeah. He's he said on Orson Welles's uh, lunch breaks, they would they would drive him to five star restaurants and get personal chefs to make meals for him every day as God long damn. as he was on the film. Okay. Orson Welles, the big fatty. That's why. That, yeah, yeah, because he fucking ate himself to death. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Citizen Kane don't slap anyway, but like. It, it, <laughs> For, for my next uh, uh, choice of, of whatever it is we review, I think it's going to have to be, just to, just to give you guys an idea of how insane this is, I'm going to bring on The Holy Mountain by Jodorowsky, which mm. is just one of the craziest movies ever made, and then this documentary, which is only like an hour or so, Jodorowsky's Dune, which the things he was going to do with Dune were absolutely insane. Yeah. He, he described it as... He described it as him raping Frank Herbert. No, he said I was raping Frank Herbert with this. With this, really? How would he say so that? Wild and out there. Um, yet the the kind of bones of the Jodorowsky Dune treatments really influenced the future of sci-fi. I mean, we wouldn't have uh, Alien without it because because mm-hmm. Anne O'Bannon. Um, one of the one of the guys was a designer. Yeah, from, from yeah, Alien, yeah. That he went on to design the the. Uh, Jodorowsky introduced yeah. all these people to each other, and then they all did collaborative work. So without the the Jodorowsky mm-hmm. uh, team that he was getting together for Dune, we probably never would have had Alien. Then we probably wouldn't have Blade Runner, and I mean, so on and so forth. It's actually insane that wow. this treatment, which never would have worked because he wanted it to be twenty hours, influenced the the future of the genre so much. I'm it's almost surprised that it's. That it's not a series. I mean, I'm I'm just finishing this thing up now. Just looking. Oh, good, Timothy Chalamet in a, in a CG armor. I, yeah, um, that looks so bad. He's just a floating <laughs> face. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this is how movies get get sold these days, right? You cast a ton of of a list celebrities, and I do like most of the actors in this movie: Dave Bautista, Oscar Isaac, yeah, uh, not Rebecca Hall, but uh, the the chick from Mission I love Impossible. Rebecca Hall. She not her, there, right? No, the one from Mission Impossible. Yes, yes, who, of course. Her name yeah, is her. of course. 
Let me stop. <laughs> of Somebody course, say the actress. something. Um, yeah, and so I mean, like I said, the visuals look great. Uh, I'll I'm more than likely Rebecca Ferguson into it. Thank you. I knew it was Rebecca with uh, with no context about the story other than that. But um, yeah, yeah. we'll see what it delivers on as, as far as it's supposed to be a franchise. Do y'all know? Like at the start it, of the film? Um, they apparently gave uh, Denis two movies hmm. because yeah. because with every other iteration of Dune that they tried to do, they yeah, tried yeah. to get multiple and movies and they Lynch always said no. no. Lynch, won, Lynch wanted like three. Yeah. But yeah. Like, but they but they said uh, absolutely not. Justin, actually, because you said yeah. uh, the series thing, it they turned it into a series. Oh, James James McAvoy was in it. Oh, that's right. Really? Yeah. For, well, Children I, I of Dune for the BBC, I think. Some Children of Dune. That was the uh, that was the that was the one that came after. Yes. But they did like a a whole thing. It was like when it was like when Stephen King remade The Shining, like himself. Oh my god! It was that mm. kind of thing. Like like they tried they tried it, it had that kind. Of, it was terrible. But like they tried to they tried to redo it again. But it's been done so many times. At, at the uh, very end of that Jodorowsky's Dune documentary, he goes, and then time passes, and I find out they gave it to David Lynch. I say, oh no! I never read the book. I love David Lynch. <laughs> he's he's talking about opening night. His his son is like, Dad, we are warriors. We must go see Lynch's Dune. And then so they drag me to the theater, and I'm sitting there, and the lights go down, and and bit by bit, scene by scene, I start to perk up because it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the worst like, movie I've ever imagine, seen. Imagine, imagine the world we'd live in. Because, uh, like, the story was that, like, Ridley Scott was supposed to direct Dune. He turned it yeah. down to do Blade Runner, right? Mm. Then, da- then David Lynch was being courted mm. by Lucas to direct Return of the Return Jedi. Of Jedi yeah. He said no. <laughs> Have you he heard said, the story about... Uh, yeah, he was, like, he was like, he took me into a room and he showed me these things called Wookiees and my headache got stronger. He was like, I just got a really bad headache from all of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then Lucas took me to this salad restaurant and I have nothing against salad, but, but it was all salad. salad. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Wookiees yeah. and... And, yeah. and desert planets and, and I He's, said, he I said had, I had he said I had next to no interest <laughs> but I went anyway less of a shit about like a franchise thing in the first place I can't believe he he did dune to begin with he did dune after doing elephant man yeah that's like that trajectory is nuts he did eraser head elephant man yeah. and then dune yeah and then started doing his own thing well, so Ralph, let's let's uh, let's stick with you then, Ralph, because I know that you were, were talking about indie directors, and yes. I know you had some news regarding yeah. uh, Clerks. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was a cool thing that uh, Kevin Smith finally got the green light to make Clerks three, because mm-hmm. like because like I'm I'm a big like fan of like the guys that kicked in the door for like indie cinema, like him, Rodriguez, Tarantino, like just like the mm-hmm. early guys in like the early '90s that were like making guerrilla style films, but yeah. then selling them to the studios. Like I like I've, I've I've always been a fan of that approach. Like make it outside and and then sell it kind of mm-hmm. thing. But um, Mariachi and yeah, the slacker by Linklater and stuff. But my I I have it physically. Like like one of my favorite one of my favorite movies. But I just thought it was a cool it was a cool thing to see like how it went from like this little like twenty seven thousand dollar movie to now it's like like Jane Silent Bob are like household fucking names at this point like to a lot yeah. of people. So it's yeah. like. And to see all of them, like, and the whole cast is returning, sans, like, people that passed away, whatever, but, like, like the whole cast, like, cast is returning, which is cool to me, because, I like, a lot of them just didn't want to do it for, like, mm. 10 years. So, like, they were, like, just don't even count me in. Like, like they were they were supposed to do it in 2015, 
and they were taking the, the crew from Creed in Philly, mm. and they were going to do it in Philly, but then Jeff Anderson said no last minute, and he mm-hmm. was like, I, I just don't want to do it. So then they it all fell apart. But now, like, I just thought it was a cool, like, from point A to point B kind of situation, how, how it wound up. And he still, like, he has, like, he just did Masters in the Universe. Like, he mm. still has a fruitful career, but, like, now it's, like, coming back to where he, like, started off. That was apparently not well-received. It, I, it was not, but that I think that's Netflix's fault for doing that whole part one, part two thing. Yeah. I think they should just drop. Wait, everything. Masters of the Universe, as in like He Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's the showrunner on the new series. Oh, oh that's a series. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. Got me swinging. Who did Zach, that? have you seen Clerks? I have not. I don't know what we're Nor talking about, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm just here for the Clerks is listening. A, is an old, as I understand, it's yeah. just an old indie movie directed oh, yeah. by, or written by Kevin Smith. Written, written and directed by Kevin Smith. It's yeah. black and white bottle film. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's the it's where like Jay and Silent Bob like originated like yeah. that like mm-hmm. that, that, that whole thing. Have you ever yeah, seen Kevin. the original ending to that, Ralph? Like the where he got shot. Yeah, yeah. Hey. where the story yeah. comes and he gets <laughs> in the credits roll. Yeah, but then they they uh apparently they like uh, I feel like I'm saying Voldemort at this point, but uh Weinstein told them oh, uh, told them no, <laughs> like told them you can't have that like like so but. Uh, but yeah, that was a that, like the only the only version of that is like from the assembly cut or something like that. Like yeah, it's like really like really scratchy grand. and staticky. But yeah. like, it, but it was a weird way to end it because like Kevin Smith wanted to make David Lynch movies, mm-hmm. so like he wanted mm-hmm. to make Lost a Trans- David Lynch. Movie. I think it was Lost in Translation because on paper it's yeah. like oh, oh that could be kind of funny. It's like it ends with the guy getting shot and then like the credits come on really suddenly. Like it, it's kind of yeah ring and funny. And then yeah. you shoot it, and it's like, oh, this is uh, depressing. It just doesn't. It doesn't fit <laughs> with the doesn't tone. Carry. It doesn't fit with the tone. Whatever tone uh, it is. Oh dang it! I was gonna make a. It was gonna be such a great segue. Can't remember what it was now, but um, I'll. I want to make an effort to catch up on Clerks. There's stuff from that era, like Clerks, Freaks, and Geeks. That those the, that era of, of filmmaking and TV that I that I totally sure. missed out on. That I kind of I'm curious about. So I, I appreciate you. Bringing this to my attention, Ralph, because uh, I think that um, Freaks and Geeks uh, was nuts. It'll be a yeah, it'll Sorry. be a journey for me. No, you're good. Clerks two, Ralph. What do, you, do you like the second one? Clerks two, I yeah, a lot actually. I think like mm-hmm. I think the 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 um the the jokes and the 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 jokes and the dialogue is a lot tighter, and I yeah. feel like that like it's it just flows a lot better. Like it like yeah. it's easier to get into. Because the people first scene in Clerks is drag. In that movie, because because the first one people complain that there it's like a modern comedy that's black and white, and then mm. the second one came out, people complain that it was in color. In color, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. People don't know what they want. That's 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 if there's one thing that you learn, I feel like you know, being a fan of anything, like you know, you know, people I mean, don't know complain about especially everything. with Ke- especially with Kevin Smith, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they complain about everything yeah. he puts out. So yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll wrap up our new segment here by talking about what I know Wes would have wanted to. And the great thing about him not being on is that no one will get our equally deep and masculine voices confused. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, telling yourself that, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth directed by Joel Cohen is coming to the New York film festival in September, I believe. Um, And it's starring Denzel Washington as Macbeth and Francis McDormand as his lady. They recently went on a kind of press junket about it. Uh, sort of going over the take of this version of Macbeth, which is my personal favorite um, Shakespeare story. Yeah. I haven't read all the plays front to back, but I, I'm Who familiar has? with a number of them. Yeah, come on. Uh, and um, 
and Macbeth is, is always stuck with me. Um, I really like this idea that they're obviously two of the two of the best actors of their generation, you know, um, coming together to make this movie. Yes, but also um, uh, the idea that they're going for they're really leaning into the age of the Macbeths. Yeah, I love that. that. Instead of instead of it yeah. being about a young, hungry mm. couple, they're old and past their prime. Oh, yeah. They're postmenopausal and they're just trying to. Francis McDormand called it like their last chance for glory. They yeah. don't have kids. That, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, we got to do this or it's, and there's a, that adds a desperation to it. Yeah. I think that'll be really, really interesting to see. Um, you know, Denzel is like one of the, one of the best uh, at, at conveying that like inner torment. I don't know if, I mean, I, I assume some of y'all have seen Fences. Um, yeah. And so his, I. yeah, his character conflict in that um, is, is right on, you know, screen for you. In, it's all in his eyes. Insane. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I don't know how he does it. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, how do you guys feel? Are you excited about this take? You like Macbeth? Absolutely. Yeah. The Scottish play. Um, yeah. Careful. These these days, it's kind of hard to get me into new Shakespeare interpretations. But mm-hmm. I mean, the cast here is great. I love Joel Cohen, obviously. Francis McDormand is a godsend. Um. I. I'm sure I'll like it. I'm just mm-hmm. not like, counting down the, the, the minutes <laughs> uh, for, for a new Macbeth interpretation because there's always a new one. There's always going to be one. And I mean, not to, not to you know, cast shade over this production, but the 2015 version with Michael Fassbender yeah. is pretty great. What the f- it's pretty it's pretty great. Like the uh, It's directed by Justin Kurtzel, I think is his name. And I don't know that he's done anything else of like major renown, but um, it's shot on location throughout Scotland. Amazing. It's set, you know, in that period. It's got Marion Cotillard as Lady Macbeth, which wow. at first seems like a weird choice because she's, you know, French. But I think it really works. Um, you've got David Thewlis as King Duncan. You yeah. have, um, uh, what's his name? Our boy who we're going to be talking about Ooh, with Green Knight. That one? Oh, Dev Patel? No, the guy playing Arthur in that. Um, oh, Richard, oh, right, 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 right. Richard something, about, I think. Uh, Macduff? Another yeah, another Mission Impossible guy. Yes. But um, okay. uh, I, it's really really well shot and and well acted. So that's kind of the standard for me in terms of a cinematic version of Macbeth. But yeah. this will yeah, obviously be very shit. different. I hope that's um, still on Amazon Prime. I have yet to actually goddamn watch the whole thing. <laughs> I had a drama teacher who was um, obsessed with uh, one of the BBC Macbeth adaptations where it was like modern. Mm. Witches were like these nurses in disguise or something like that. He was that like, sounds like the Patrick Stewart one, maybe because that was like set not, in the, in the military. He was, he was crazy about that one, and I remember mm. he showed our uh, our class that we sat through like the entire thing. And yeah, he was just like really ecstatic about. I mean, it's almost like a rite of passage to want to do anything Shakespeare, but there are so many of the of the great like male actors, especially British ones, who have played Macbeth. McKellen and Stewart have both done it um you know years apart and so i think it's just cool to see denzel do it someone who i think a lot of people aren't aware has a history with and a demonstrable aptitude for uh shakespearean you know verse Mm -hmm. uh he did much ado about nothing and he's done richard the third uh at shakespeare in the park um and so i think this will be uh, for maybe a lot of his fans like a kind of a new glimpse at at, at what his range is he's a theater actor at heart yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've seen like I've seen him in Raisin in the Sun and in Fences. He's like like if you're sitting in the back of the theater, it's like he's pulling you to the front. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how magnetic he is. So yeah. I actually had a question about this too. How do you how do y'all feel that this is like the first uh film that's that Joel's doing without his brother? Is it the first? I I mean like everything before that was like credited as one of them because like Directors Guild they couldn't have both. But they were typically both directing. Like he's not pro- he's not producing mm. it or anything like that either. Mm. So like, he, like that is interesting. It, it, he he's he's solo on this one. I it wonder how much for Ethan because of it. if it's like their most amazing movie in years, then it's like maybe Ethan's the weak link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yikes! Yeah. I mean, Buster, Buster Scruggs was like yeah. it wasn't my favorite, but it, 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 it was. Answer your country is pretty incredible. I think we all love mm. no country. Oh oh yeah, no country for old men. Oh, is- oh yeah yeah. Brilliant. Without a doubt. Well, I, I think Ralph, to 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 answer your question, at least what I'm what from my perspective, uh, and as we get ready to move on to our next segment, but I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that Francis is is really backing this, and and that's yeah. I mean they're married, but she is the one who had the idea and wanted to put it on stage, but yeah. then they were able to tweak it into a into a film form, and that's when Joel was attached. So I feel like it's it's because it's her concept, and she's like, it's, hey, you're the if director. It's, if, yeah, if it's between those two trusted minds, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how it turns out. It, it will probably end up on this show uh, if Wes has his way. I love I love imagining uh, Joel handing Ethan like, oh, so our next movie is gonna be Macbeth, and he just looks and like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> Get it out of here! I don't want it. We'll we'll take our first break and then come back to talk about Loki. Okay, folks, welcome back from the break. You are now inside the TVA. Uh, you've hey. been called up for, for I don't know, taking nice. a from Marlboros. Uh, and uh, we're here to talk about Loki, the series, the latest Disney Plus series from Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes on the heels of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and before that, WandaVision, um, starring Tom Hiddleston, Sophie DiMartino, Owen Wilson, Gugu Mbatha-Raw, uh, uh, Wunmi Masaku, a whole litany of people and of course jonathan majors who we will get to um this is going to be a spoilery discussion but as usual we'll drop a warning for you so you can dip out if you haven't watched the series right now we're just going to get into initial impressions expectations going in um what you felt it was delivered on what you would have wanted more of uh type of talk and we'll go to you first dan um i had low expectations because the falcon and the winter soldier is like pro-U.S. military propaganda that's wrapped up in this, like, unnecessary story about, like, for some reason, the Falcon needing to take on a new identity Mm. never really made sense to me. Like, why does there need to be a new Captain America? Captain America's one guy. Mm. Like, you have your own identity. Why do you need to take the name? Like, that show really was slow and, and never really grabbed me. And the final episode is the worst episode of a Disney Plus show, I think, point blank period. Good Lord. Terrible final act. Uh, so my expectations were low, and then that first episode is really different from what we've gotten in those other two shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it kind of immediately is this, like, high concept, um, just, just straight into the multiverse thing, and, and um, 
it doesn't really pull any punches. I mean, it's it's in in its first episode it establishes that like the Infinity Stones are no longer like an an all powerful thing now mm-hmm. that the multiverse is like a factor and like I I just, I just love how like kind of flippant it is about the whole Infinity Saga. It basically mm-hmm. arms you for this this next phase of everything being um all multiverse all the time, and I'm into that because I love multiverse shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hiddleston's great. He he's the best he's been in a really long time. Probably the best he's been since the Avengers. They finally give him shit to do. He's not just like a plot device. Um, what is the name of baby girl Loki? Sophia D. Martino. Yes. Um, what was her, what was the name of her character? Sylvie? Sylvie, yes. Their dynamic, like a lot of people think it's undercooked. I think it was just perfect because mm. who else would Loki fall in love with if not an alternate version of himself, you know, it just yeah. kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, even down to certain things like, like lighting, like in episode two, when they're in that supermarket and it kind of has this green, uh, dinge to it and, and the mm. lights are all like flickering on and off. I mean, it, it just very inspired and like in like weird little pockets of uh it's it's production more way more inspired than any part of falcon and the winter soldier uh wandavision was maybe inspired like that for its first two episodes uh and then obviously that show falls off but this one is consistently good the whole way through and, and when we finally are hanging out with all these multiverse loki's and we're just seeing them like betray each other and like do all the loki shit to each other and until it becomes mm. Absurdist comedy. I'm like, this is it's hitting its stride. Like, like this is the peak of what a Loki show could do. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. And that final episode is like, wow. Mm. Well said, yeah. uh, Zach. I know you're, you know, you're a big fan of time travel, multiverse theory. We dipped into it a little bit with Tenet. Uh, sure. But how was Loki for you? Did it, um, did it meet your expectations? Um, how you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I definitely think it was my favorite of the three series, uh, WandaVision, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I definitely think it was my favorite. I think it just feels like there was so much thought and effort put into it that doesn't feel as prevalent in the other two shows, just in my mm. opinion. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it looks really cool. Like, I love uh, when they're on that moon that's, like, about to be destroyed, like that like that yeah. little town yeah. that they made. Um I think that's all just really great. Uh, I think I, I think it's really good. I will say, maybe this is just a me thing. I thought Hiddleston was great, and you know, obviously he can cry because every other scene, his eyes are just already watering, ready for the take. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I was surprised at how quickly he feels like suddenly a hero to me. You know what I mean? Like. I, I thought mm. by the end of the series, I was like, oh, I don't literally recognize this character at all anymore. You know what I mean? I think, and that's maybe just, you know, uh, again, a, a me thing. Um, and I know that there's a lot of layers to Loki. There's a lot that, you know, he was hiding behind. Um, I think like, you know, bravado and mischief and stuff. Um, but I was surprised yeah. that I, I felt like he lacked any kind of joy or humor by the end of the series. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, not that I need this character to stay the same. Like, I don't need the Loki shtick forever and ever. Um, but I think I I just, like, I was caught off guard by how, like, suddenly he becomes, like, this, this like, you know, really... Honorable uh, kind I, of guy, Yes, right? this honorable, like, chill, level-headed person. Like, you know, at the end mm-hmm. of this... You know what I mean? Like, and I know it's a, it's a... There's an arc, and I think, I think they do a good job with it. I just think that they 
kind of obliterated a lot of the elements that he had earlier in in the movies and they could have kept like Mm -hmm. some hint of of his mischief by the end i just think Mm -hmm. that was completely Mm -hmm. lost by the last episode um but i Mm. loved I love I'm interested the multi- to dig into that a little more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I, but in general, I love the multiverse stuff. I love Owen Wilson. I thought he was a really welcome addition to this yeah. uh, to the MCU. Um, I thought it was great. I, I couldn't see where things were were headed. I, I was pretty caught off guard by a lot of things that happened in the plot, and and I, so it wasn't predictable. So overall, I liked it. I thought it was great. I, I couldn't believe they beat Spider Man to the punch to all the, all the live action Lokis like being together and being in this Oh movie. yeah. <laughs> Actually. I couldn't yeah. believe like like cuz we we didn't even know if if they would do uh Spider-Verse and then like here we are in this Loki show Loki-verse. like a million Lokis in, in the same scene together. It's like, oh okay, well, I guess yeah. they can do it. On the, <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph, um I followed your reviews per episode. Um I know you really liked the show. Uh, so give us a little uh, insight as to as to how you felt going in. Well, I remember uh, watching Comic Con a couple years back when they announced all these, pro- like when they did like that whole Phase Four announcement, like pre COVID, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like they did, like they brought Mahershala out, like they brought everybody mm-hmm. out, and like said, like this is the new slate. And the Loki was the only thing that interested me because that was the only thing that we'd seen in the movies that like we were like, what happened there? Like we're, like in Endgame when he took the stone and he disappeared like everybody in the theater was like what the fuck happened like everybody yeah. was like everybody was like like literally like made, prior and, to that what happened i thought they announced it prior to endgame didn't they the show no it was they they i think there were the rumors swirling around for a minute but they didn't officially announce it until like july of 19 because okay. like it, 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 it was like right after endgame so like they tied up all those ends but mm-hmm. everybody in my theater looked at that moment and like me and my friends looked at each other like, like I want to see that movie. Like, 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 yeah. it, it was like, I want to see what happened there. But like, I thought it was a cool idea until, but I had no idea what they were going to do. Like anybody knows what Marvel, like we have no, no clue once they like, before they go into it. But once I saw the first episode and I saw how they were essentially just taking mm-hmm. how, taking how he progressed in the, in the films and completely breaking that down and said, all right, let's redo that. And then like, and then they just went in a completely different direction, mm. still kind of like teetering on what he was like going for before he got his neck cracked. But, um, also like just trying to like build, like, like, uh, like Zach said, like it was, it was weird how, so, how f- quick he looked like a hero to me. Like it, like it was like because like we'd grown up with this character, so like to me, I was just like we'd seen yeah, him God, I guess since twenty eleven, twenty eleven. So like that's a decade with an actor as the same like same thing with Wolverine. He's synonymous with that role at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it like so I just thought it was it was cool. First impressions, I like I thought it really blew the doors open on everything. Mm-hmm. I thought it like I thought every I thought it really one posed a lot of questions that people really wanted to ask. Like the like, I I love how it opened up the whole discussion about Cap going back, because now we might uh, actually see the repercussions of that. Right. Like uh, like so like like, and I hope they do because he like he's fucking selfish for that. But <laughs> like that's my opinion. But like, <laughs> but I just thought it was I thought it was cool how like the it was like a build up and Dan was right about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
I love that show, but also because I love the Winter Soldier movie and like anything that looks yeah. like that, I was just like, I'm all in. Just give me all of it. That's what I thought my reaction was going to be. Yeah. And then I was really. Just yeah, but you're completely right about that. Like about the speech at the end and like you want a Pepsi here, you want a Pepsi like that, like that kind of thing. <laughs> like, like I was just like, yeah, nah. Like what, what? Like once it got to a certain point, I was just like, yeah, I I, I won't rewatch this. I rewatched Wandavision, but I didn't. I'm not probably not going to go rewatch that. But going back to Loki. Um, yeah, I just thought it was, I thought it was a cool idea that like once Marvel got into like, just like when they got into movies, they were like, we're just going to do what we want to do. And the same mm-hmm. thing with TV, as soon as, as soon as Feige, as soon as Kevin Feige got control of the TV from Netflix, he was like, this is a go. Like, we're just going to do this. Because really they can do whatever they want to do. I mean, I mean, Marvel has basically won over everyone. They have all the rights. At this point, and they have all the rights and I mean, there's not one person out there who's who's like not following the MCU. So I mean, no. you you can make stuff that's like kind of like hard to place in a chronology, and and yet people will go out of their way to do their own independent research to like yeah. be ready to watch it. And like, you can't say that about any other franchise. It's like right. invaded pop culture. Like people yeah. know what Thanos snap is without even seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. they know about that like they know about these heroes and at least the actors that portray them because like they got a-listers they got mm-hmm. oscar winners so it's like they know what they're doing so it's like but like yeah, yeah it's like at this point now it's like we're they, they're gearing up to really do a lot of stuff i'm mm-hmm. i i hate the way they're handling the, the spider-man thing because you literally had alfa molina come out and said and say this is what we're doing yeah <laughs> like, well, well also, there's the fact that they keep like trying to sell toys. I'm sure it's yeah. Sony more. Oh, God, than I hate that. The suit. The fact that like it's Sony though. Is, there, there's a new suit that just looks ridiculous. Horrible. And it's, <laughs> like like Doctor Strange built it. Doctor Strange yeah. infused his suit with magic. Yeah, okay, and 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 also the more I see that. Yeah, I mean, I'll um, I, I guess. This is what, what you've all touched on is really interesting. I think this is going to be a, a cool convo. Um, for me, I'll, I'll start with my initial impressions, my expectations going in. Um, I had been, I, I got really tired of the Loki character, man. Like I was, yeah. I was over it. Yes. I, and like Danny said, I think the best, the most interested in that character I've been was Avengers. Like Thor and Avengers, he's yeah. so like, yeah, he's so engaged and he's so in it. And he like, he gets this character, this bitter you know, adopted kid who just wants to be appreciated and noticed. And so then they, then they realize, Oh, he's a heartthrob. So let's put him in everything. Literally. You know, let's, let's like sleeveless hoodie and like, yeah, let's, let's get, let, let's get him in, in like the least clothes possible. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even at the beginning flip, of the series, he's flip shirtless. His hair, flip his yeah. hair. Like, let's do all of that. Like, exactly. And he has like, he has these, what I, what I was nervous about going into Loki is that he, you know, because his his death in Endgame, even though it's the third time it's he's great. died, it's is great. very impactful. Very, yeah. very impactful. And it will never that be, theater yeah. went God, yeah. silent. Yeah, that was for like bad. for a person that we're supposed to like not like. I mean, like after Ragnarok, like he had kind of turned a corner, so like he yeah. had become that likable. But my whole theater was like, <gasps> like, but like he it worked. Was like, he worked. Yeah, to get there, which is why. When a Loki series was announced, I was trepidatious because I was like, okay, we've we've built this character up. So like we we've seen his arc. So now yeah. we're kind of doing it again. And like we're taking him from a different time when he was, you know, still like bad guy Loki. Loki yeah. 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 But like 
and also the most i mean he kills a dude in that movie like he yeah, in, in, in avengers he he takes yeah. out the guy's eye like his eye, like. eye yeah. exactly so he's a he's a full-on murderer by that point yeah um but i guess like one of the ways they try to address his sort of rapid maturity is that they show him the highlight reel of his life yes um yeah you know, that'll do it that, that part is edited like a family guy episode yeah. <laughs> although seeing him as db cooper was very clever at the that was cool. cool that was really yeah. cool yeah that that was hilarious to me that, like, yeah that was just, that was just a cool pop culture thing to, to, to throw in there great idea. but it but it's so we should have gone further with that the only I mean, he's just like from the trailers there. from the you trailers i thought it was like <laughs> i thought it was like in like in what the tva was making him do i didn't know that, that right. was just yes. a joke that we he thought the James like, like that fun. that was just a prank like that was just how they had fun in in asgard which is still funny to, like still yeah, great yeah yeah once i was in i felt like it was an episode to episode thing for me you know there are moments where hiddleston does get to really perform and we yep. know that these things aren't necessarily acting showcases it's fine um but in the meantime it's like there are a lot of scenes that just feel really meandering yes and like well, well, I, I was there's a lot of intimacy and in, in there the is for sure i mean Alan wilson have more intimate i mean and and you can argue in in uh, one division um, that, that that there's a lot of intimacy Bethany too. But and I also love the, the quiet moments of, of bonding between. They them. have some of the best scenes, my favorite scenes in the series. Those aren't even the scenes I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. there's something about Owen Wilson's sort of casual demeanor that just is so cool for this role. Like he's, Owen Wilson couldn't care less. <laughs> like old man that's ever existed. Yeah, like, yeah, 100%. so likable. It's like him and. Uh, I don't know. See, when they when they announced <laughs> that he was cast, I got more excited. Mm, like, yeah. like it, it was it, it was with these castings that they're pulling. Like when they announced like Catherine Hahn for like WandaVision, when you pull mm-hmm. these like great actors and actresses Character that actors, like yeah. with, that, exactly that that and putting them in the forefront, it's it, weird. It works. Owen Wilson does these goofy comedies, and yet he he's he adds like a prestige to Loki. Yeah, like, yeah. in a weird way. It's, it's also the white hair. Why? <laughs> He's been through the ringer. I, like I think he he has a long career, so I feel like that that that's yeah. he, there's a mystique around him, and I You're love right. Starsky and Hutch. So you're right. It's it's he he's his his sensitivity to this character and this idea of like basically being Loki's parole officer is yeah. is kind of the dynamic that they have, which I think is really cool and really sensitive. You know, Loki's obviously always been searching for a father figure. You know, but he comes to see Mobius as a friend too. It's not just a clearly hierarchical relationship it is they are equal partners by the end of the series right. um over you know yeah there were there were highlights for me um the the action in these shows hasn't hasn't really done much for me um I, I thought i thought some of the action in this was kind of stiff but i appreciated how much of it tom hiddleston seemed to be doing yeah. himself um that's always cool um yeah i mean um I probably have more thoughts, but we'll just break open the spoiler egg now and let it run let's, into that bowl. Uh, let's talk about Kang. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I mean, let's I, immediately. that actor uh, <laughs> moment here, Jonathan Majors, he was announced as Kang um, mm-hmm. somewhat recently. So, so mm-hmm. uh, For Ant-Man. Yeah, that's why seeing him in this oh. kind of... Uh, kind of blew my mind because i mean he was announced this is like the quickest like that a character has shown up post like casting news yeah yeah in the mcu i didn't i didn't think they i didn't think they'd shoot that load that quick yeah i genuinely thought that they would just make us wait until like what 2023 whenever yeah, Ant-Man yeah. comes out but yeah, like but, when, when those door opens like like because when i was watching it i was watching it on my phone because i was at work but like mm-hmm. i had to like pause it and look and i was like yeah 
That's what like, that no is. Way. I was like, I was I like, no way, no way, no way, no way, no way, no yeah. way. And I had to like go back and I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love 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 cat love I've Hunch. always loved so. the Conqueror, like as mm-hmm. a, as a character. Yes, so cool. Yeah, but like like I've I've always always loved that character. Um, I loved what they did with him in uh, Avengers Assemble, that uh, animated show. Mm. From yeah, two years yeah. ago, they, they kind I of remember that. To kind of hype him up on like episode three, and then he doesn't show up until like episode like thirty. So yeah. like, waiting for Kang, and, and, and it builds up this anticipation for Kang, and, and the MCU was uh doing the same thing because now the anticipation is uh for his his um uh doubles across the multiverse. Yes, his variants. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of kind of come yeah. in and, and be nastier than the the OG. For sure. So so we'll get we'll get real nerdy, um, real geeky on this one because uh, one of the things I I, I remember um, I wanted one of the points I wanted to make earlier is that sometimes you feel like Marvel shoots themselves in the foot, right? Because they put out all these announcements ahead of time so yeah. that we're expecting. I mean, for God's sake, Doctor Strange yeah. is called Multiverse of Madness, right. and that was announced in a year and a half before <laughs> before that's Loki. Why, that's why I was so surprised that like Loki is beating all these movies to the punch. To the punch, right? Yeah. Punch, it beat Ant Man to Kang. It, it it beat Doctor Strange to multiverse stuff. Like yeah. And, and how interesting. How how funny is it? I saw this comment that said like Loki is now responsible responsible for bringing in the the second you know major uh, antagonist for the yes. MCU. You know he he was responsible for Thanos in yeah. a sense, and now he's he's kind of unlo- unleashed Kang. I mean, Sylvie. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. yeah. It seems like what's happened is they've uh, the jo- the role we saw Jonathan Majors portraying in that very cool finale where he's just acting his behind off um, is Immortus, oh, who is great. is the is the yeah. oldest. Uh, he's yeah. the most powerful but least evil version yeah. of Nathaniel mm-hmm. Richards, um, who he's is like, uh, Kang's what? alter ego. He's like fuck. Yeah, I don't know any so, of this. <laughs> get ready. He's like he's like more akin to like the Watchers, at least that yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see um the last black man in San Francisco? Yes, I, I did. did. I did not. He is he is um incredible he's beautiful in that movie. He, yeah. He's he's beautiful. That's why um his casting really excited me because I thought that movie was so underrated. And there's a part in that um for those of you who haven't seen it where he's putting on uh like an acting showcase for for this mm, like yeah. group of people who couldn't yeah. care less. He's basically yeah. putting out tickets and flyers to, to let like strangers in and, and watch this one man show he's putting on yeah. and his um if i remember correctly his his uh costume is kind of like sewn down the middle to yeah. like be the two characters and he's turning to the left and being yeah. one character and turning to the right and being the other mm. when i used to do speech and debate in high school i i did a, a similar thing with like a one-man show scene mm. um it just kind of re- reminded me of like being young and being like in love with acting mm-hmm. he has like this this enthusiasm to everything he does. I mean, it, it carries over, it bleeds over into Loki. I mean, when he gets up on the table and he just looks like an excited little kid. Mm-hmm. So much, um, uh, there's so much potential in his characterization and, and how yes. much energy he has. He could, he could easily uh, usurp uh, Thanos and even Loki, ironically, as yeah. like the villain of the MCU. He just has that energy. And, yeah. and Thanos is obviously stoic. Loki is a little trickster and stuff but like kang is fun to watch what's interesting also is that they've given him a role where he can play seven versions of the same dude with varying personalities right there's rama tut who's like the old egyptian conqueror then you obviously have richards and yeah you have kang himself who's the who's the main one um and you even have iron lad who's a younger version of the same which 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 is which is something that apparently they're doing 
Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like because they do, they're doing, what is it, uh, Ironheart? They're doing a re- yes, re- Riri Williams. Uh, w- Williams. Huh. They're doing that series, too. I didn't know so that. The, yeah, and there's, like, Armor Wars, so they, it, they have to be doing it. It's they're like building just, up to yeah. Young Avengers, how, for sure. How yeah. are they doing that without Iron Man? Armor Wars. He'll probably be a hologram. Don, Don, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle was like the lead of it, and like He's cast in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, so I, I don't know that, but like they're, they're bringing back um, Sam Rockwell apparently. So as they from, should. From Iron Man too, <laughs> which they should. They, that that That's was nice. that was one of the best performances what in that jam. bland ass movie. So like, like, I almost feel like the MCU is is like getting uh is is getting exciting again with a lot of this stuff. They're bringing I mean, Abomination I, back. I wish, yeah. uh, yeah, for 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 Shang Chi. Yeah. I, I wish that Downey was around for it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Mm. But then he would just like continue to mess stuff. things up, probably. How's yeah. how do you mean? Like, like the, the Tony Stark like, character, like Tony Stark, Tony Stark character, because he's always like creating his own villains and just. Do like, sure. Yeah. I'd love to see him in, in Armored No, Wars. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the plot of Armor Wars is going to be Cheadle trying to keep Iron Man tech out of the wrong hands. And then yeah. uh, Iron Heart. I don't know which comes first. Maybe Iron Heart comes after. I think Iron Heart comes after. It should yeah. come first because that, that wouldn't make sense to have like. But you, you, could, you could have more Iron Man esque characters and yeah. just choose. Too. You choose the <laughs> crossover before the the one character. Yeah. I can't fumbled that whole transition. He's supposed to be the the. He's supposed to show up in that series too as like her mentor in the ways of Iron Manning, um, uh, Don Cheadle that is uh, as Rhodey. So we'll we'll see what that looks like. Okay. Um, so first so first lesson here's how to not get shot out of the air. Here's how to yeah. keep your legs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Here's how to not get paralyzed. Here's, a, here's, um, here's how you keep your legs. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, what you said, Dan, about like Loki kind of beating these other shows to the punch, let's, uh, these other movies, let's dig into that a bit because when Into the Spider-Verse came out, it b- took everyone by surprise. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting that movie and no one, <laughs> I definitely wasn't expected to be as good as it was. It's become one of my favorite superhero yeah, movies, period. Literally. I, and actually animated overall. Not until um, I saw what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, and and so when after that well, happened, that's the first to do it. But I mean, the, the potential no, no, I, to you is that we're going to get Toby, which is right, so exciting to me, and, and yeah, which was yeah, floated around for the animated thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the reason the only reason I bring that up is because it, it set a bar that's going to be a little bit difficult for this MCU version to meet. I mean, obviously we have that that fan satisfaction of seeing the older actors return to the roles. And I know we all love Toby and maybe we're a mixed room on Andrew Garfield's take. And, and granted that we're, we're dealing with multiverse stuff in uh, the new Doctor Strange movie, and it's been confirmed that Sam Raimi brought on Bruce Campbell for a few scenes. I yeah. wonder if he's finally playing Mysterio, Mysterio? in that uh, Doctor Strange. He may as well. well. I mean, they literally have torn up the rule book, right? Really so you can you can explain anything away by saying yeah. it's just another version of this Because it, it was confirmed. Bruce Campbell basically leaked it that he was in London uh, when yeah. Walter were filming. He, for, for April Fool's Day, I thought it was funny. He posted a, like a picture of yeah. a script. Oh, yeah. And it was it was strange meeting uh, Ash. Ash, and he was like, I, he was like, I'm looking for a book. He was like, which one? <laughs> and then like, yeah. they just ended, like they just ended it. I like, I was like, that's never gonna happen. But if it did, I like, I, I, I don't know. My man. heart would melt. Wait, Ash would never show up in, in the MCU. It just wouldn't make sense. Got to change. No, 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 no. Probably too. It would be beautiful. Crazy. They, it would. Yeah. It would have to be like like we don't name him. He's just like a guy that's like kind of like 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 yeah. that kind of thing. But 
I mean, I Ash shows up in a uh, Marvel Zombies. Uh, oh yeah, had the rights. To, um, yeah, yeah. They, they had the comic Evil rights. Yeah, an Evil Dead comic at the time. Marvel yeah. was publishing one, and uh, yes, Ash shows You're up right. and, and kills a uh, zombie Iron Man and zombie Wolverine and stuff. It's gonna be uh, that's oh. gonna be one of the what if episodes. It looks like some oh, take yeah. on Marvel with Ash. Oh, no, not with Ash. Ash. <laughs> it's the only way that Bruce Campbell would play Ash again. I'll tell you that if yeah. it's animated. Oh my God, I, I was watching um. This documentary just dropped yesterday. Uh, Ralph, do you know about this? It's called Hail to the Deadites. It's about Evil Dead fandom and like, and like uh, how, oh, really? how, how crazy Evil Dead fans go at these like conventions and stuff. And and Bruce Campbell, like towards the end, he he like confirmed that he will never play Ash yeah. again. And, and, and yeah. like the documentary is so much like after fun. after the, the the TV show, he was like even before yeah. the TV show was a thing, he was like I don't really want to do that. But then like they, like yeah. now it's like they're doing another movie for HBO Max. Yeah, no, yeah, Evil Dead Rise. Whatever. Um, well, let me let me ask y'all on the on the on the subject of uh, of actors who have sworn not to come back. Uh, what what are we thinking about like Hugh Jackman or like you know any of these kind of? I saw those posts. I don't see it happening. I no. saw those posts. I think I think I think. I, well, we don't even have the MCU X Men yet. So, so like that's true. It's been. But the fact that they're doing all the multiverse stuff now. I feel like that's that's his that's at least his way in. But I've been saying this for a while, like since Logan and since like he hung like he hung it up and everything like that. There's nobody else that could play that character, at least for like a couple years. To me, well, like, I, I, like I'm sure like yeah, there's, I'm. There's a few guys, but I mean, you, we you don't could, want to see Hugh come back, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could you could you could find a few fellas, but yeah. I think you know what what's different about Hugh Jackman than even Robert Downey or Chris Evans is is the length of time he had the time he put in yeah, that role 17 years, years. 17 like, years which is yeah. just like it's it's unprecedented he set the standard and so it's not that like cuz i could see you know even if uh, if he hadn't been punisher apparently not that those uh, yeah, not that those things matter yeah, but yeah. i could see john Bernthal doing it i could see like you know what i mean there's actors who could let's, fit let's, the bill yeah, let's get a short guy Wolverine. let's get but that's what i was going to say it's oh, like yeah, five, yeah. Well, to get a, who's that actor get him young from True Detective, uh, three the, the one oh yes yes Dan uh, season the season with Mahershala season three, season three. yeah um, that um, guy looks yeah. like he's really good Steve Steven Dorf right yeah yeah I think so yeah, too bad he, he oh, trash talked the MCU yeah I was just about to say that that was my first like, day. the guy the guy the guy from Blade has 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 a all-star opinion on cinema nowadays that's great yeah uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it kind of gives you cool points if you, if you trash talk disney and also that, that also that also doesn't matter because ethan hawk did the same thing and then yeah. he's in the moon knight series Joke two weeks after that headline goes live. <laughs> yeah yeah martin scorsese is gonna show up in spider-man 5 <laughs> when the check clears, gonna, clears. martin scorsese is gonna direct spider-man 5 <laughs> like, yeah i oh i my found God. myself uh um um wondering about that I, I was really interested in i mean now that it's just so funny that that yeah the first time we heard kang's character announced it was in relationship to ant-man and uh, the wasp yeah, and everybody was like I, we do not care. which <laughs> which has just started filming I was, and now I was, like, and now it's people. like both that and wandavision have set up such an avalanche of like plot mess for Doctor Strange yeah. that I'm 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 truly wondering what that movie's gonna look like. I mean, I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I'm seeing Ant Man three for Jonathan Majors. Definitely. For sure. not, like, like immediately as soon as he oh, came on screen, I was like, "Well, I'm buying my tickets now." Yeah. Like, it's the only like, I've ever been excited for. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Saying something. 
Yeah. yeah. That second From one Marvel was abysmal. I mean, I, I know Justin, you, you and me saw it uh, with the mirror, and at the time we were just having fun. And then, mm-hmm. like, a few hours after the movie, we were like, yeah, it was like, whatever. It's I pretty forgot forgettable. what it was about. <laughs> the same day. Uh, Ghost, right? Um, yeah. About some ah, chick yes. that's, like, stuttering a lot. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got a spoon. They wasted Oh, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Quantum Realm. And then, um, huge deal. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer comes out of the comes out of quantum quantum realm she like eyelashes out, dude. I, eyelashes freaked out, makeup already. Like where she find makeup? I was like yeah. all of it. And then towards the end, because because they're just putting the word quantum in front of stuff. They yeah, make, yeah. <laughs> they made that joke. And it was mostly from like Michael Douglas. Sick. Like yeah, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer looks no. so checked out. It, it, out of it, there. Like a yeah. yeah, quantum whirlwind of some proportion, and she's like, <laughs> eyes. It's like dude, who cares? She does not fucking care about this shit. I wish I wish, I wish Edgar Wright would have stayed on that. Oh, he at least would have made it. Can only, yeah, we can only imagine. I mean, but now they have. He's been saying that since he. Was... He's getting paid off those movies now, anyway, because like he, it's his story at this point. So, like, yeah. he, like yeah, he gets like a story credit honestly, or something. You get cool points to me if, if you're not doing a Marvel or, or Star Wars stuff. I mean, because yeah. it, Disney owns everything, and if you're still trying to be independent and do your own thing, and, and you're never doing Hon- a franchise property i i really appreciate that. honestly that's mm. that, that's why i was shocked at the sam raimi get for uh for dr yeah. strange i mean like that like he had always like teased it like that that was one of his favorite characters but i they, marvel was like notorious that's, that's for not going after deserved. established directors that's kind of deserved because where would well, he started it he raimi's, started it what i'm saying where would we be without the raimi spider-man yeah yeah, yeah right and i mean in, in a way it's it's funny that you mentioned blade uh ralph because that was kind of the the first major that was what made Marvel. people take it seriously right when, like because like blade you, like, you did have like, that bad spider-man spider-man had Blade's the family movie. had the family appeal like like my dad yeah, took yeah. me to see spider-man but like blade was like the movie that like you weren't supposed to rent and like your old like your older brother brought you back or something like it was like it was that kind of movie that like when it came out like at least to me like around really my weird art? yeah yeah i think so yeah. actually the yeah one, there's like, too much blood in that first scene for it to not be Okay. I think there's also vampire, vampire boobs. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, and all of them were, were are. And it also is 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 probably indebted in a lot of ways to the success of the Matrix because we were very into long black leather yeah. French coats. And stuff right. Oh yeah, and, for but, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess my sort of last few lingering thoughts about Loki. Uh, you know, like I said, we weren't going to go episode to episode, but. I did really like that fifth episode. I rewatched it uh, with my parents before rewatching the finale with them. Is that as well. the one leading up to Kang? Yes, it's the one where he's like in where the enchant the enchant Goliath and like it, it ends oh, with yeah, them yeah, looking through. That. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's um, a beautiful uh, world that they set up. Richard Grant manages to sneak in a really cool performance <laughs> in that stupid costume. Damn. When I saw. <laughs> The last shot yeah. of the previous episode when they show all the Lokis and like I like I wasn't really paying it like I was trying to process it because it was so fast. Mm-hmm. But I pa- when I paused it, I was like, "Oh, it's Richard Grant!" Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I, I had yeah. no idea that he. I forgot. I think they announced his casting, but I like I, I forgot that he was even in it. Yeah, he's he's what, doing what like a, a what a fantastic um final scene. We'll, we'll get into it, but but yeah, the the, the Richard Grant stuff is is. Mm. Really great. He's a, he's a he's a master. He's when a master. when he gets back, that that is um. D- did you uh Ralph watch Twin Peaks: The Return? Of course. 
So you, you you remember that haunting final scene in the last episode, right? Yeah, where yeah. They to the Palmer House. And yeah, yeah. Is this your house? That I, wa- I watched it on Showtime, like a few oh years ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The most chilling scene I've ever watched in my entire life. It, it reminded me of that Twin Peaks: The Return ending, where, where yeah. they're kind of scattered across the possibility space. Yeah, you really don't know where it's gonna from, go from here. Yeah, you get like that. You get like that chill on your arm. Like he's in this uh, um, new universe that's like foreign to him and 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 uh owen wilson doesn't recognize him and, and there's like monuments yeah oh oh everywhere. oh this is the last so scene of the franchise i'm sorry yeah <laughs> super lynchian i mean it, it's it's it was just it was the planet to a of the tea, to a T. yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah that's really lynch. damn you it was it was like that it was like that yeah, I was thinking, yeah, Planet of the Apes. I, I thought of the series itself, like that. The, the bulk of that last episode reminded me of Wizard of Oz, right? The idea of we're going behind the curtain now. Right. We're yeah. meeting the, the person pulling all the strings. Yeah. But yeah, that ending is stone cold. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's it's like, it's, it's, just it's the most, it's the, because, and I, I was saying before we started recording, like, you know, I'm pretty sure this is the only one that's been confirmed for a season two. And I actually yeah. think it's justified. Like, I mean, what they've done here, they've, they've, they they've recreated Right. Yeah. They've recreated Doctor Who with Loki, right? And that's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of really dope. That's, I mean, now we have a bunch of characters theory. in different places. We have Ravona Renslayer, you know, kind of seeking out the Rick truth for herself. Rick. Yeah, also. Uh, there's been a lot of comparisons to Rick and Morty. The, the, the sure. multiverse uh, Ricks and, and like for those of you who haven't watched that show, uh, I mean the, the multiverse stuff gets so extreme. Yeah. There, there's so like early a, too a society of of ricks of multi-ricks yeah. who all live together and like yeah oh my God. this kind of utopia and it, yeah. incredible show i mean now now it's about like okay how does loki get back from this other timeline where is sylvie gonna wind up you know yeah. and i and i and just to talk really quickly about their dynamic what i thought was really interesting was this idea of like you can't trust anyone and i can't be trusted right mm. like how do we form a relationship with each other when first of all we are each other but second of all we have inverse trauma yeah. you know i mean like right. say what you will about you know the the um algorithmic process that makes these these films from marvel but like they do every now and then try to sneak some themes in here we talked about how wandavision not we on the show but people have talked about how wandavision tries to deal with grief obviously falcon and winter soldier is going for the racism card which you know to middling effect um but uh with really about that <laughs> with loki it's like identity you know what i mean and 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 destiny like how much are you able to affect what happens yeah. to you and who you are and yeah, I, and right. i think that that resonated with a lot of people i mean loki's always like part especially because it it sets up like the story arc this character arc for loki where it's like finally he is going to be different he's he's gonna change yeah. because, because he he's not seeking that, a throne well yeah. he's been on this set path and and he realizes the futility of being on that set path and now i can i can kind of just stray from that path and kind of make my own story and that's that's exciting too and and, and it does that it does that to great yeah. effect yeah 100 percent um yeah. yeah man it's 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 a really interesting show overall the more i talk about it the more i like it in hindsight but we can um Zach, I don't know if you had any other thoughts. I know we we have uh, we talked a lot, but um, if you had anything in closing before we before we um, read it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I really I appreciate what they did with that ending too. I think that was it was a really strong way to go, just like unexpected. Um, you know, they built mm-hmm. up this friendship between him and Owen Wilson to the point where 
he hugs him and it's a very genuine like thank yes, you yeah um only yeah. for that last moment when he desperately needs help for owen wilson to say who are you um who are you? which is gut-wrenching yeah. you know and that's like and that's like i guess a theme with loki is like when he finds like any semblance of happiness it's kind of ripped away from him like when him and thor like finally reconcile at the end of ragnarok he gets his neck broken in the next movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think <laughs> ten was, minutes later. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, theme to keep up with, and it really sets up an exciting season two. I wonder mm-hmm. how it's going to deal with like the movies that come between seasons. You know what I mean? Like if they're mm-hmm. if it's going to yeah. be concurrent. They, they know that people follow these things so closely. I doubt yeah. they'll have to explain or, or read they- that. Yeah, they killed they killed me with that when they were like oh like when people asked oh what's required like people are gonna watch it anyway yeah. like people are gonna watch everything at this like, point you could have two shows going at the same time and you could have the next episode of which is probably what they're heading towards because they have like three more that haven't even come out yet that are supposed to come out this year this really closely you know what i'll say this zach it, it what because they've tried this before. Like, obviously, the Netflix stuff was originally pitched as like, "This is this is it, guys. We're bringing them in." That didn't happen. Then they had Agents of Shield, which right. was like, I remember people trying to convince me, "Oh, you have to watch this episode of Agents of Shield." Yeah. I'm not absolutely not. I'm not doing it. I'd rather, I'd rather you paint me into a room. I didn't even watch that shit. Yeah, he probably no. didn't. But now no. they really have made it that these Disney Plus series are indispensable to the overall franchise, yeah. and like, you are going to be straight up confused. You know, I, and and I know that some people don't like that, right? I mean, the, the even before they started doing TV shows, MCU did have a sort of television model, right? That the movies were more of a serial arc, Sub, yes. sure. yeah, than they were independent. They so were like it's episodes. Like, yeah, Infinity War was like a season finale, exactly. Right. Yeah, right. And so it's and so a lot of people, you know, who a lot of people who talk about like film in general, are like, well, that's not great because I have to watch seventeen movies to get this one, but it's also yeah. like. This is what they're doing over here. Like, get with yeah. the program. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> comics are exactly. You wouldn't pick up issue fifty-five and be not like, yeah. You know what it's, I mean? It's it's very true to the original formula and like how and how they told stories like in the days of what when people read comics and stuff like that. In, in that old like uh, Stanley Steve Ditko stuff, it, even up until like um, the nineties, I don't think they really do it anymore. But but I mean you would be on issue 128 of web of spider-man and there would be yeah. there would be a reference in in the comic and then a little uh, box mm-hmm. the yeah. yeah the he's referencing uh issue uh, this issue yeah of incredible hulk which Remember? they know i yeah. didn't have so that's, <laughs> that's about the that. whole thing it's it's so expansive and, and Not, like i just found this trying to get back <laughs> or yeah of so many of these yeah. threads yeah 100 yep. percent. and so yeah. it's it's you know, I think you hit the nail on the head, Dan. Uh, I think that in a in a roundabout way, Loki has left me more excited for the upcoming phases of the of, of the MCU mm-hmm. than I had been. I was reaching some fatigue, but for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, five time looped Lady Sifts out of seven. Oh my god! I'm going to give it a eight point five. Fucked up. Owen Wilson noses out of eleven. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it eight uh, Thanos helicopter cameos out of ten. Oh. Was there a cameo? I didn't yes, see that. it was right there. Yeah. I, was, I wanted to talk to people it was about there. that. Yeah. Was a th- wait, where did the Thanos helicopter come in? It was in, in the... Wait, when in they the were in the void? Yes, when they were oh, in the void. Oh, they were like in the right void. Like, it, like, it, was, it was quick. It was quick. It but, says but, like, Thanos it was on the helicopter. Yeah. Was, it, was it purple? 
That's so it funny. Was like I yellow. saw the second thing. It was yellow with purple letters. Yeah. It was oh, the, I got to go back and watch that. There's the yellow yeah. jacket helmet. Uh, there's Frog Thor. They have a bunch of Easter yes. eggs in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw Frog Thor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ralph, how about you? Um, so, by the, by the way, Chris Hemsworth recorded lines for Frog Thor, and fucking Henry Cavill couldn't even show up for that lunch tray scene in Shazam. <laughs> It just, it just goes to show. <laughs> um, so for my rating, I'm giving it uh, nine Frog Thors out of ten. Nice. I really nice. liked it the most out of, out of all of them. The, the Marvel shows just like that. They they. I wish they would have came out during the pandemic. I know that like that wouldn't have been possible. But like like the, they they brought me back to like that feeling that I got in the theaters because I haven't been to the theater since like pre like February like 2020 mm-hmm. so like I like it gave me that feeling again so that's why I, 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 I champion them so much I'm only yeah. now like going back to theaters and stuff as much as I can because I know that we're gonna have another lockdown um they're doing the Wong Kar Wai festival at the independent film center right what now it, what, what, what is that what is that because I, I saw that and I saw that and I asked them and they didn't give me a real answer the IFC is showing yeah. uh, King Express. I was downtown the other day. 2046. Um, I gotta go. Fallen Angels, like basically all of his movies. I actually saw Ashes of Time the other day and they were showing it on a film print. And sometimes IFC mm. does that. Oh. When, when they were having the David Lynch Fest, uh, they were showing Lost Highway on, on a film print. Oh, and they, showed, they showed Wild at Heart on a film print too and that print was super dirty. But I gotta make, I gotta make it down there. Chunky yeah, Express I mean, is one of my favorite movies. Oh, I, I saw that there the other day. Oh, um, God damn it. But they were showing Ashes of Time, and they had the reels in the wrong order, the film reels. Oh, so shit. It started so it was like, like yeah. And then, like, you, yeah. And then, so like, it went to, like, the, the movie, And then it went to the, then the next like reel, the, last, the yeah. actual beginning. Yeah. Uh, and if you've seen that movie, it's confusing enough as is. It's yeah. So to have it like that would be would just so. Be I, so I just thought it was like part of it. I just thought it <laughs> began the, in, in media res, and um, they they had to come in and announce that they f- fucked up. We something. fucked it up. <laughs> IFC is always fucking something up. I appreciate else. because I love um seeing movies on prints and like that was something that probably happened a lot back in the day. You would yeah. see a movie and it would start halfway through because they fucked up the print and the guy would have to come out and fix it and maybe refund you, maybe you get like a free bag of popcorn or something. But I, yeah. I'm charmed when IFC kind of fucks up with the physical the physical reels. It happened, they, it happened when I saw The Irishman. The, sen- you know, the sound did, was just... You saw it on the like, print? No, appa- apparently it was a print, which is weird for a movie with so much CGI. I don't know yeah. I asked. Yeah, that's but, but, uh, like. But uh, yeah, it happened like that. Like fifteen minutes into the movie, everybody just got like chipmunk voices. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like what the fuck? Like every yeah, that's Spanish what happened in the, the time. The screen went black and all the voices were like, Girl. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like directed yeah. by Wong Kar Wai. <laughs> well, Dan, I, you know, I think you'd make a a pretty great film programmer, actually. You know, you know, Absolutely. on the subject, <laughs> Wes isn't here to announce his pick. But uh, before he leaves to Colorado to help out with the film festival, we're going to be reviewing The Green Knight and Excalibur from 1981. Nice. Um, so uh, look out for that. We're probably going to record Saturday or Sunday, um, but that'll be our next episode. Ralph, it was so great to have you on, man. Thank yeah, you so much, guys. You, that, like, thank you. And, and for and for real, let's set up that 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 IFC thing. Like, like, like let's, let's get really some fun. let's get some flicks in. Thanks for uh, yeah. Me. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Before, before lockdown too. Yes. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but uh, that's gonna do it for this entry in our humble mortuary we thank you all very much for listening check out the back catalog on spotify and youtube and tune in for the next one before we take maybe a mini season break as we figure out where our hosts are and what we're looking at for the rest of the summer but uh no matter what we'll definitely be back in time for festival season so and much love and and y'all got me whenever you call 
Yeah, Love like, you, I, man. I'm, I, I'm, I'm here whenever you need me. You get a homie. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. Nobody go get pruned now. No. Ah. Deuces. See ya. <laughs>